It's Sports Arena, and welcome once again to Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into World of Extreme from episode one all the way to 401 of ECW Hardcore TV. And that includes every pay-per-view and special in between. And this week is sort of a special week. Get myself Paul when I'm joined by Jay. It's special if you can find it. It is special if you can find it. It's... um. We're reviewing episode 225 of ECW Hardcore TV this week. Just one episode, re- reason being that next week is Hardcore Heaven. Heaven. Yeah, so if we were to review next week, it's after the event. So it doesn't make any sense. But it works out well because 225 just so happens to be our every 25 episode Mount Rushmore, which if you've joined us from the beginning, you know what it's all about. Every 25 episodes of their TV. We do a Mount Rushmore, so who stood out in those 24 episodes, so it works out. Well, we're doing that. And also, I've run out of breath for it even starts. This episode just so happens to cover Born to be Wired special, which is a pretty big match in ECW history. Yeah, and and ridiculous bearing in mind the timing compared to where they are on the pay-per-view. Yeah, it's... Um, Gets into that. Yeah. It almost feels like they couldn't get clearance for the barbed wire match for the pay-per-view, so they thought they'd just do it here. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it and get into it, but but it's it's a very weird, for various reasons, it's a very weird match, and it's a very weird pay-per-view uh, special to do literally just before your second ever pay-per-view. Yeah, especially because um, oh, the whole Terry Funk situation. I mean, obviously, I've been very outspoken about it. We both have been about how the, the story was to get Funk, you know, the journey. But it, it could have, should have been Stevie. And yeah. um, the, the lack of Funk. And he still, you know, he never received that. Never received that we did it promo. No. No, never. You never the, received the the, the, the hourway promo. The tears, the you know everything we've been through. You know we did it hourway promo. You never got that, and I, I I will never understand that. No, it's it's um. I, we'll, let's do the show and then we'll talk about it. Oh, deep. As in, let's 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 talk about the episode and then we'll talk it. Not that we're going to do the the show and then you and I are going to talk about it off air. <laughs> just between talk about off air. Share the real views. Talk about off air, private conversation. <laughs> um, so it is August nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, Patreon coming soon. August twelfth, nineteen ninety seven. Episode two hundred twenty five of ECW Hardcore TV. We first of all, we get highlights of said match from Born to Be Wired, Terry Funk versus Sabo. Yeah, straight off. Not even building it. Not even waiting. We go straight to the end. Of born to, of the uh, the barbed wire match. Yeah, I mean, my, my my theory of um, them not putting this on pay per view because they wouldn't be allowed kind of went straight out the window when they showed majority of it on TV. So they do say I, I've I've been watching the match today on um, uh, Daily Motion. Um, yeah, who have the full match on, and I don't think I'm giving anything away there because a simple Google search will find this match for you. Um, uh, unlike the. Uh, Public Enemy Bad Company body count match, which is nowhere, which is locked in the vaults apparently, and never to be seen in the lights of day again for various this various is, reasons. Well, I was saying to you before, it's a really impossible match to find. It really is. It, it really is. It's, 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 video it, got it, maybe. It, well, it's, apparently it's in the they they reckon it's in the WWE archives, but um, in the vaults. But uh, apparently, it's such a bad match where stuff didn't work and. It just uh, you know, if you read the re- reviews of it, it's it's. Um, have you have you read about the match? No. I might I might find that for you. I know that's an aside, but as we've got a little bit of a light episode, I might find that for you and read it through. But anyway, um, uh, you know, straight off early into the match, Joey Styles t- declares that the barbed wire match is exclusive for ECW home video because it is too extreme to be shown on TV, um, and even the little bits that we saw. Watching the whole match, yeah, he's probably right. Yeah, it is. I mean, I was listening to um, 
Joey Styles, I think it might be on Stone Cold's podcast, there was a little clip and he basically said this is the most brutal match you ever saw in the whole of ECW. I mean, I was thinking about it and I've watched, you know, some of the death matches and and um, I love Jimmy Havoc and I've watched some of his death matches and various others. It's up there. It's 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 an uncomfortable watch. Uh, it is very uncomfortable, especially towards the end. I mean, it's obviously, it is iconic and I love the simplicity in the sense that a match can be purely based around one like item, like you, you have death matches which will go completely over the top, which I don't like. Where it be beds of barbed wire, through glass, off seven tables and a ladder, and a you know flaming umbrella, and it's this. This is just purely, it's barbed wire instead of ropes, and that's going to ruin your life. Kind of like it doesn't need anything else on top. Yeah. So it's just it was, it was kind of good that there was just, um... but yeah, in the match, obviously, you had the infamous spot where. Funk's in the corner. Sabu tries to jump off the chair and do his sort of leg drop into the corner. But he sort of misses and ends up ripping his bicep open. Yeah. Which on the um, Forever Hardcore DVD leads to the famous conversation where he sort of notices his biceps hanging out, leans out the side of the ring to Bill Alfonso and says, Bill... Have you got any? Can you get some tape? Have you got any tape? And Bill Alfonso goes, I've got no tape. And Sabu goes, Please, Bill, work with me. My <laughs> bicep's hanging out. <laughs> and this is where he had the infamous, he super glued it together and then taped it up and continued. Yeah. And in the actual match, um, Terry Funk doesn't help him at all on this. So he's, he's punching him whilst he's trying to kind of hold his bicep together. And then. Um, delivers a uh, rude awakening style swinging neck breaker onto two chairs whilst yep. he's desperately trying to ch- tape up his arm. Um, yep. Funk gave no fucks. He really didn't. I mean, I understand you're caught up in this wild match and it's like, what do you do? But Yeah, and dead time. But then again, there's a lot of dead time in this match because, you know, there are points where they have to be literally cut out of the wire to help them move. Yeah, the... Like I said, the end is just... It's it's one of those, like, you see the memes, you probably wonder how I ended up here. it's, It's like that. You see the shot and you're just like, how... What stages did you take to get yourself in this position of just complete fuckness um i mean it's never going to be a five-star match but it depends how you rate matches the, the crowd loved it it's, it's iconic it was um, a crazy title switch yeah but I, I don't know if it was meant to be a title switch or whether they got themselves in a situation where it had to be a title switch yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I physically don't think Terry Funk could have pinned Sabu. Yeah, I'm sure there would have been a way for him to be pulled on top, but it, it, the ending was quite bizarre. Get me in the ring. Yeah, you could you could hear like Funk saying, "Get me in the ring, get me yeah. in the ring." Yeah. So and people are trying to actually lift him up and put him in the ring. So you could tell they're in a bad way. But yeah, Funk's wrapped in absolutely everything. Laid on the table on the outside. Sabu then decides to take barbed wire from the other ring, completely wrap himself in barbed wire, launch himself out, and that's how they became tangled in the barbed wire. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, eventually get back in the ring and in a really awkward but needed pin, Sabu becomes the new ECW heavyweight champion. I mean, they're not slick matches, barbed wire matches. They never are. They're very stop-start and they're all a little bit kind of um, all over the place. But um, it, it is definitely um, a spectacle. It, it, it's one that, you know, I can probably say I've never seen anything like it. Um, even with the, the death matches and all the rest of it, it still stands out. Um uh, within it, which is which is special, which is which is different, but yeah, it's uh, weird. It's, it's special in a sense. It's one of the few matches where you can get a still photo from it and go, 
I haven't seen anything yet, and that looks like it's going to be brutal. And they could just be standing eye to eye with barbed wire instead of the ropes. It's it completely projects that presence of just pure insanity. Yeah, absolutely. So and and, and Ugar to you know epitomise what ECW was doing at this point, which is um, uh, hurting themselves with a view to uh, hurting their opponent. Yeah, so that's basically the match, really. I mean, it's just um, just a crazy match. If you haven't seen it, like Jay said, you know, you, you can hunt it down. It does exist. You can get highlights so you can get full matches, depending where you look. But it is, it is out there with a simple little Google search. Uh, we then got the intro slash pay-per-view advert. Is this the first time they use the um, ECW theme? I think so, maybe, or well, yeah, either it's the first or it's one of the first because it's. Um, um, I don't yeah, think it's because it's the pay per view advert as well, but it just stood out so much that I was just like, well, this isn't the. Uh, yeah. Hit me. Dun, 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 dun. No, yeah, it actually was just like, this is the theme. And it just kind of really just like, it's good. Um, they announced that at Hardcore Heaven it was going to be Sabu versus Funk versus Douglas, Taz versus Chris Candido, the Dudleys versus PG 13. Yeah, so it's the Dudleys versus PG 13 if the gangsters can't answer the call. Yeah, which fair play to PG 13, they've um, got themselves in a great position, considering somehow, yes. Oh, they did win, didn't they? They won because of Jason. Um, returning Al Snow versus RVD. Yeah. Made a little leaf cassidy. Born to be wired. Yep. Um, yeah, he returned against Taz on Born to be wired, didn't he? He did. Yes. Uh, Tommy Dreamer versus Jerry the King Lawler. Finally yep. get that one-on-one match. And then speaking of one-on-one matches, we now... Cut to a match that is from Born to be Wired, and that is Bam Bam Bigelow versus Spike Dudley. Yes, and Bam Bam Bigelow is having a warm-up match for his non-announced match at Hardcore Heaven. Um, strange, strange match because basically Spike's running around like a madman before the match, and this is one of the first times you really see sort of a Spike character. He's he's been. Yeah around and he's taken bumps and he's had good fights and had that cool finisher with Bubba that time that I loved but he hasn't really showed like full on his own sort of character and it's the first time he sort of looks you know like the sort of the little big dog kind of going around and sort of crazy um, Bigelow basically beat the crap out of him for ages and he managed to pick up a shock victory here yeah with a victory roll um, which I, I found strange again. I'm not against Spike beating Bam Bam because there is a story there. I just find the timing weird. Yeah, and um, you know, it's, it's how you'd expect Spike to beat Bam Bam at this stage of like you know the the, the caught him by surprise roll up thing. Uh, you know, the, the the story of the match is Bam Bam's super overconfident. Um, so, you know, like Babe Ruth calling his shot as to which part of the crowd he's going to launch Spike Dudley into. Um, so a lot of, of that kind of played up throughout. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's kind of a story of him being overconfident and Spike Dudley, you know, stealing a win and blah, blah, blah. But it's, you're right. The timing's a little bit, um, just a little bit off maybe. I don't. I don't think it was ready for Spike for Bam Bam to 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 get a loss, and I don't think it was ready for Spike to be the one to get a, a, a win on him. That's it. I mean, Spike beating Bam Bam, that's fine. But like I was saying, just doing it a week before the pay per view um, on a show that was really just going to be a VHS release, then they put it on their TV, is all just very like very bizarre. I mean, it depends and- where they go with Spike from this. If Spike suddenly gets catapulted into a TV title feud or anything, but I just got a feeling it'll be gone until he fights Bam Bam again. 
Mm, yeah, which which may be sooner rather than later. This is true. <laughs> Um, yes, that happens. We get a quick thing of Sabu getting stitched up. Rob Van Dam is trying on the belt. Shows a little cut on his Loved nose it. and saying that he got hurt too, but it's all right. I thought it was great. I mean, RVD really has like completely shone. Spoiler alert. And um, he's been absolutely amazing, I think, recently. Yeah. And, and you know, him, him, you know, eyeing up the belt and looking at the belt and, you know, tapping the belt and trying the belt on and and you know asking Sabu to do the belt up on him um whilst he's getting stitched up after winning it was, yeah. was brilliant it just it was a little insight into their team it was a little insight into his mentality everything grew from this segment yeah it was you know it was just great so enjoyed that very much we then got to see Terry Funk versus Shane Douglas that we saw a couple of weeks ago from Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, so this one's in um, Philadelphia. Um, and it's really interesting because during the, the, the Sabu and Terry Funk match, there very much was dueling chance and Sabu was, was very over for it. And, and part of that's kind of the smart fans of, of ECW. But I didn't know whether this was, I had to look up where it was because I didn't know whether it was still in Pittsburgh after, um, and as we see in this match, uh, Funk just plays heel. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was in Pittsburgh, no? The, ma- the, the match we're watching now is yeah. the, um, uh, the uh, barbed wire match wasn't. Yeah, the barbed wire match, wasn't it? But yeah, I was going to say, this is this is the same match that we saw, wasn't it? Yes. So I don't know why they're re-showing it, because it's kind of, we've seen it, and they're still saying that Terry Funk's the world champion, and can Shane beat him, even though you know he's not going to, because he's already lost the belt to someone at the beginning of the show. When yeah. they've just got all this content from Born to be Wired that they could just show a quick match from. Again, it's just, uh, and they do, you know, they, they've got matches that they've kind of scattered through and we're going to get a really weird one in a second. Yeah, it's just a really weird positioning again of you're showing, off the top, you're showing your champion lose. And then later on in the show, you're showing your champion win and you're building that feud up to be for the championship, even though actually he's not the champion going into the feud. Which I think leads to your point of um, maybe that was a, a, a finish called on the flyer rather than the planned finish because everything had been about this collision course between Shane Douglas and Terry Funk and the history between the two. And Sabu kind of feels like he was a bit of an afterthought. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, just the whole situation with it was all very... Very strange. And then the next bit strange as well, we get highlights, obviously, Tommy Dreamer versus Raven. I don't know him beating Raven is important because Raven is on WCW. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's in A WCW wrestler before getting taken out by a WWF wrestler. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 meant to kind of be put over as the, you know, Tommy Dreamer finally gets his moment and um, Jerry Lawler takes it away from him. Um, but you can't do that without bigging up Raven. And do you really want to be bigging up Raven when he's no longer with you? Um, and also, you know, this whole, I, I get very, still very, very defensive and very cross at this whole kind of, you know, and Tommy won the feud. It was like 142 to 1. It's, that doesn't count as winning the feud. Yeah, I mean, when the, the feud is, like I'd say, 99% based around the fact that one can't beat the other. The, the way it's sort of portrayed as it goes on, obviously it starts off with like the Beulah thing and all this, but the way it ends up is the fact that Dreamer can't beat Raven. That is pretty much the feud. Yeah. And the reason behind, yeah. the, you know, he beat him so many times that, yeah... I think the only victory. Yeah, so it was a bit weird. But... Yeah, I think he had this victory, and I think he beat him on Sunday Night Heat once as well. So Raven couldn't wrestle on Raw anymore. 
but the, the, it, it's one of many video packages replaying everything we've seen building up to the match at Hardcore Heaven. I'm up for them doing a video package to show it, but this is like this was a lot. This is replaying. Yeah, this, this, this is replaying segments. Yeah, I can't say it's a highlights package. It's 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 an in-depth breakdown of segments and segments and segments. Yeah, I found that um, a lot. So during this, we get a little promo from Jerry Lawler, weirdly shot against like my first editing program. Sort of, yeah. you've got Dreamer there, and Lawler's head keeps popping up, popping around on it. Um, says that he's. Ex- ECW is uh, exposing crappy wrestlers. Yeah. That's what he called it. Said Dreamer didn't challenge him. I did like it, the fact that Dreamer didn't challenge him. He challenged Dreamer when he turned up in the bingo hall and beat the crap out of him twice. Yeah. I thought, I, thought that was, I thought that was a decent taking the power back kind of moment from Lawler. Where it's like, you didn't come after me, I came after you. Did you see um, the video I sent you? The Chris Candido. Uh, which on one Raw. was that? Chris Candido on Raw. Yes. I want to bring it up quickly because this is relevant to my confusion. So around this time, Chris Candido, for whatever reason, appeared on Raw, introduced by Sonny, to battle Brian Christopher. At the end of the match. RVD and Jerry Lawler attacked sort of Chris Candido and beat him up because he's the ECW wrestler. And Tommy Dreamer came out and made the save. But this is the same Chris Candido who was almost siding with the WWE sort of... Who was? Who, who was siding? Who was stopping other people getting into the ring to save Tommy Dreamer when he was crucified in the cage and uh, ended up being suplexed into the crowd by Taz? Which is just even more Messy. sort of yeah, it's just another piece of the puzzle that you think, what is going on? Is no one watching anyone's show here? This is crazy. Um, so yeah, I just want to bring that up quickly. We then got another clip of um Cornet debuting and the ball shot, famous ball shot. It's up there yeah. with the Sabu neck break at this point, isn't it? For most shown clip. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've not got the arrows yet, but I'm sure they're coming. Yeah, we've got a promo from Taz. It's the one we saw last week, just a shorter version. Basically, if you want me to be mad, I'll be mad. Promo where he's beating everyone up in the dojo. So, do you know what I noticed while watching this, this this version? What's that? That, that third person who has to run in where he's, you know, maybe it's time I get mad. Maybe I should get mad. Maybe I should get mad. And that third wrestler who's, who's really reluctant to, to go and wrestle him because he knows he's going to get his ass whipped because Taz is kind of you know, hulking up a bit. Yeah. If you listen, if you go back and listen, you can hear them say, Doring, Doring, Doring. Oh, see, so you think it could be um, Danny Doring. I think it's Danny Doring. About the time he's there, he was he was trained in the School of Hard Knocks by Taz and um, Saturn. Uh, Saturn. Um, uh, it does look like him. Um, he, he made his debut in ECW in May 1997 against Taz, apparently. Um, so I, I think that that was um, a, a cameo of uh, Danny Doring. Oh, what a tremendous little spot. Like it. Why, thank you. Thank you very much. We then got another promo from Taz. Um, it's a new promo, but it's similar to his old promo. Basically, I don't need tables, I don't need. Weapons, my hands are my weapons. Beat me if you can. Survive if I let you. It's an amazing line. It is an amazing line, amazing catchphrase. And um, yeah, he continues to build. It's surprisingly really, really excited for this match. It should be a very good match. match I mean, it should be a very good card, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. Obviously, Barely legal. I was excited for because it's the first show, but I've seen it multiple times. This one, I feel like I've definitely seen it because I remember the Lawler Dreamer, but yep. I, I don't remember every little detail like I do barely legal. So I'm super excited to watch this. No, it's not. I, I, I mean, the, the, the triple dance, uh, I've, the three way dance I've seen many times. Um, but no, it's not one that I'm. Not, not uh, in and out like some of the others. 
I remember like bits, but no. yeah, excited to um, see Candido Taz again. Um, Dudley Boys versus Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney from Barbed Wire, uh, born to be wide either. Long one. Um, yeah. Is this the debut of the chair swinging freaks? Or they team before? I know obviously I... stage in segments. Yeah, I mean, they ran out to help um, uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer after he got his testicles destroyed. Um, but I think this is their first in-ring debut of the, the chair swinging freaks. Yeah, and also we get the return of Hack Myers. Which is, is lovely. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I felt the Shah thing... I think it's slowly sort of run its course. I, I don't think it's the same ECW that he left, and it's only been a short period of time. But it feels like a different place. Yeah, um, and the fact that you know he's in the ring with Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney, and they're pretty much the same person. Yeah, I think goes some some distance towards that. Yeah, uh, shout out to Axel Rotten wearing an ICP shirt. By the way, love that. I mean, ICP are referenced a few times in this and apparently did a, I doubt it's on the, the network version, but did a uh, concert at uh, Hardcore Heaven. Joe, I remember them in ECW, but I didn't know it was at Hardcore Heaven. That'd be interesting. It won't be on it, will they? Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> Uh, so Dudley Boys pick up the win, pinning Hank Myers, I believe. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there he is, straight back in where he left off. We then get a promo from Tommy Dreamer to wrap this show up, basically saying he's been here since the beginning and Lawler's an invader. This wasn't the massive go-ho promo I was looking for, if I'm honest. No. I understand they're recording them because they can't do everything in the arena and all this because of the time scales which they record and blah, blah, blah. But it just really felt like you've shown videos in every segment. This wasn't the, you know, I'm not just fighting for me. I'm fighting to save this company kind of promo that I wanted. Yeah. It's very much, I've been here from the beginning and you're an invader. So I'm going to stop you invading because I'm hardcore kind of promo. When you wanted the, you know, you think you can just turn up on in my company. This is all rested on my shoulders. I'm the one who gets the chance to sort of kick your ass and I'll make sure I do it and teach you that, yeah, we're extreme, but we're better than you kind of thing. It just, it, I don't know, he just didn't really. He was doing his cool Raven impression promo when you wanted the shouting sort of promo. Yeah, exactly. It, it it just didn't quite um, uh, it didn't quite gel for me. No, and that's how you end the show. False. Um, I, I thought it was all right. Um, uh, I, I thought it was uh, some interesting cards. I thought it was some interesting bits. Um, I think that. Um, uh, the uh, uh, the barbed wire match was was brutal and was more brutal than it needed to be. I don't know why. Even if even if this is how you expected it to be, blah blah blah. I don't know why you book your champion in this match a week before your second pay per view. It just feels messy, and especially not. Um, and no disrespect to. Um sort of Terry Funk but he, he's not as young as he was so to put someone of his age in this level of a match a week before the pay-per-view or whatever is, is criminal because absolutely and I mean you know that you, you know how much this is going to rip them apart because Sabu does that stand yeah I mean the, the fact that you know Terry Funk does go on to wrestle the pay-per-view is, is crazy I mean he just went for you know probably one of the most brutal barbed wire matches in history. It's insane. Yeah, and the rest just felt like filler, to be honest. It did. It was, and, it, and it's strange because they did have, you know, some decent matches on sort of born to be sort of wired. So the idea that they decided to 
completely skip over all of them and just go straight in for whatever. You just kind of think you could have shown some of the matches from Born to Be Wild and had at least new content. Well, I mean, if you're going to show the matches from it, I don't know why, you know, the, the return of Hack Myers is the one you show. Um, you know, surely RVD, Tommy Dreamer is the one that you're, you're building to or um, uh, Candido versus Chetty as he gets ready for uh, Taz. You know, if you want to hold Al Snow off, then you want to hold Al Snow off. But you know, there were other matches I would have put on there rather than some of what they did. Well, yeah, you think you had, you had what, Dreamer, RVD, Shane Douglas versus Lance Storm? Yeah. yeah. You know, even if you wanted to do Whitbrook versus um, Lewis Piccoli, at least they're sort of fresh matches. Yeah. But, um, yeah, CCW, I guess. What did you think of Terry Funk's title reign before we get to the Mount Rushmore? I thought it was um, fairly flat, to be honest. I mean, what, did he come out once with the belt? And he, Yeah, he, I think he came out once with the belt for a dream partner match. And he did a promo as champion, but refused to talk about being a champion because he wanted to dress RVD instead. It wasn't about him being a champion, if yeah. I recall. So, I mean, uh, apart from kind of the... the the, the image coming off of the pay-per-view, I don't think he did anything. I, you know, it's, it's you know, 1997 is 23 years ago and a part-time champ has meant that the, the TV championship looks bigger than the world championship. Mm. But I reckon if you asked a lot of people what they thought of his title reign, a lot of people would say it was amazing without really realising yeah. Well, I mean, this thing is this historic kind of, you know, this veteran who picked this company off uh, on his shoulders and carried him. And I think a lot of that's based upon the, um, the, the, the wrestling with, not wrestling with shadows, the um, Beyond the Mat, um, Paul Heyman promo. You know, thank Terry Funk for, for showing people that there's, you know, selfless in the in an age of selfishness. Yeah, being unselfish in selfish times and... All that, yeah, no, it's true, it's, it's wild, so, yeah, it's I, crazy. I, I, like, I was massively disappointed with it, I really was. I mean, like I said, been fairly opinionated throughout the journey, but um, I just can't believe there wasn't a we did it our way promo the week after. I feel like all the, mo- all the momentum <laughs> you got from the pay per view, the first thing when it should back should have been a steal of Terry Funk, Jerry Styles going mental. And then you could have even had it at the run. Just the belt sitting there and just Terry Funk talking to the belt. That's all he had to do. He didn't have to be in the arena. Yeah, you know, like my dad did and all the rest of it. And it never did anything after that. None of it meant anything after that. No, it just got very weird. So, um, yeah, no, a big moment. Shame how it ended. It kind of ended with a big moment and finished with a big moment. Just in between is a little bit suspect. So, interesting. Right, have you got your Mount Rushmore ready? I have. Because we said, obviously, it is Mount Rushmore time. Every 25 episodes of ECW Hardcore TV, we do our Mount Rushmore, and it is that time again. Last time, my Mount Rushmore was Taz Eliminators, Shane Douglas, and Raven. Yours was Taz, Shane Douglas, Raven, and Stevie Richards. I made the predictions, the Dudley Boys, and no Raven. You made the predictions, the Triple Threat, Taz, and no Stevie. Oof. I don't want to dive. So that was me playing a little bit, um, a little bit of the Futures game because I knew that Stevie was about to go at that point. So. And he probably would have made it anyway if he had uh, stayed around. I was I was banking on that, but yeah. Um, I'm going to dive straight in and say, yes, you are right. Taz is in my Mount Rushmore again for his continued amazing work. This shocks me. This is a shocking turn of event based upon his, his consistent high bar promos and being made into the baddest motherfucker in the company. I am shocked that he is on your Mount Rushmore. I'm even more shocked that he's on mine as well. <laughs> da, da, da. 
I never saw that coming. Yeah, just the growth. Yeah, just the growth. The, the growth of, of him, that you know, they've made him the killer. He does feel like the baddest man on the planet right now. Um, you know, he just feels like someone who, you know, they, they've done such a good job of heating him up as just the absolute killer. Um, it's weird that they've made him this white hot and given him the, the mid-card title. Um, there definitely but, seems to be a, a progression know, with them where you, you have to almost be the TV, very old school in, you know, if you're, cause they yeah. used to always say, didn't they? like they used to give people the IC title to heat them up, to have a feud with Hogan and stuff to see if they yeah. could. And it feels like it was this, ECW seemed to be, you have the TV title to see if you're ready for a world title run. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, for, for, some of the characters they would have had in that locker room. I understand why you want to test people before. Um, but yeah, just um, a, a, a just a, an absolutely killer in every sense of the word um, performer. Um, who is second on your Mount Rushmore? Um, so not quite the triple threat, threat, but I did go for Franchise and Francine. Ooh. Um, the the shimmering of the triple threat, I think, made me focus in on franchise and Francine um, because you know we've roughly over the last twenty five we've seen uh, the Brian Lee move and Bam Bam come in, um, so I don't think they've quite got their rhythm yet. Um, but I I still think franchise and Francine are two of the Again, you know, they they made that world television titles feel so important. They made made each other feel so important. You know, she's the most beautiful woman in the world, and any guy would have her, but you can't because I'm the only one who can. Because only she'd only be interested in me. Um, you know, just just incredible, incredible chemistry, incredible partnership. Um, everything we thought this was going to be. Um, so uh, for me it's uh, Shane Douglas and Francine um, I can't disagree with that I think they've been amazing and they were so close to being on my list but I decided to go for another triple threat member just because I didn't really expect a great deal from him and I've been blown away by not only his matches but especially his promos is um, Chris Candido I, I feel like I've yeah. been very outspoken yeah. that I've been saying it's been my favourite segment of the week. I've enjoyed his matches. I've enjoyed um, when he was injured and Taz suplexed him and he's sort of like talking to the camera going, that's the Taz I love. I wouldn't want it any other way. You know, just all the small details that he's doing, he just seems to be held back in his character of, um, in WWE. He's come here. He's got this freedom and he's like so up for it. Even the little sort of tidbits digging out Terry Funk going, you're the NWA champion. So what? So was I. Get over it kind of thing. Just, yeah, he's... he's Yeah. He, You're original. I was here in 1993. Yeah, really just come back. Where's my parade? Where's my chance? And um, like I said, going into his match with Taz, I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, Candido snuck on there. Um... Who's your number three? Similar to Candido, but I went for Rob Van Dam. I, I feel like another one who's kind of shone. He's sort of sort of come out of nowhere and really shown his his character. Um, even refusing to fight people, I just thought was hilarious. The brutality he's done yep. has been. Um, tremendous and he's someone I've looked forward to every week when I've seen him pop up I've paid attention to his um, segments and that so for that reason I felt like I couldn't deny him so I went for Rob Van Dam So I agree with you but I think that the 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 trinity of him Sabu and Fonzie are what's lifted him to that level when it was just that kind of, you know, I respect you, I don't respect you, I respect you, I don't respect you. I was kind of, you know, it's good matches, but it's... Mm. Um, but being able to play off of Fonzie, being able to play off of Sabu, you know, things like, you know, you, you've talked about the brutality there. It's, it's it's all of them together on that. You've talked about the promos. The promos of, you know, uh, you know I'm, why would I be you? I'm a premier athlete. Why would I? Sabu can wrestle you. Um, you know, all of that, I think, with those foils to play off of, I think RVD... 
Um, and I, I must admit, you know, it's been a while since I've watched um, this level of, of ECW. Um, we didn't watch these religiously when, when they were airing because Bravo only had about six episodes that they showed over and over again. Um, so I, I didn't quite get how good a promo RVD is. I, I slightly bought into the WWE crap that you know he's a, he's a crap promo and it's all like bro and dude and whatever um so i am taken aback i i am pleasantly surprised by by his level of promo but for me it's it's the it's the trifecta it's, it's him playing off the foils of fonzie and of sabu um even if they're not saying anything in the promo even if he's just talking to them about stuff um uh, that's that's for me what's lifted him up to that level so i've got all three of them uh, I'm cool with that, and if you're happy, I'll, I'll change mine and put them as a free because I agree with that. I, I think it yeah, works. Yeah. I mean, it's just um, yeah, as, as the free they are solid. And who is your last for the Mount Rushmore this time? Um. Uh... I found this one the most difficult for, for quite a while to actually whittle it down to four. Um, so Raven's not on my list and was considered but didn't make it. Stevie's not on my list and was considered and didn't make it. The Dudleys are on, not on my list and considered but didn't make it. Gangsters, uh, Tem, Terry, Tommy Dreamer. Um, you know, there, there are a lot that, that could be in the conversation. And again, the conversation about the Martin Rushmore is uh, not necessarily people that you love, um, not necessarily people you are a fan of, but people who are staples of the TV for a period of time that you, you couldn't imagine the last 25 episodes without, which is why Public Enemy were on my list so many times, even though I despise them. Um, uh, but it turns out that, you know, this was uh, someone that, uh, this entry was was something that I, I absolutely loved. Um, the Eliminators just just, for me, became the best tag team in the world at this point and uh to have it stolen because of the injury knowing that we never really get back there um is, is kind of heartbreaking but you know i, th- I thought they were they were just simply the best tag team in the world that's their moment um very legal didn't they really defeating the dudley boys is the creme that is their icing on the cake is everything for them they just did an absolute master class got all the moves in there and just left feeling like complete sort of bad motherfuckers. Yeah. I think it's a great shout. I struggled with this one massively. I threw out loads of people. Eliminators, I considered. Um, Shane Douglas, I massively considered. All these things, there was just so much going on with them. But in the end, I went with someone which I know will never be on the Mount Rushmore again but he made such an impact in probably my favourite segment that I've seen in ECW so far that I couldn't help it I went for um, Jerry the King Lawler Talk on Oh Jerry the King Lawler on the ECW Mount Rushmore that's that's heelish that really is um you're right. I mean, his his stuff has I just been feel like has been he shook it to the core. I mean, his debut. I think I must have watched that about like four or five times. Just rewound it. Just watched it because it was just so watchable. And his just angry promos, and when he appeared again, and just the pure, just venom and everything. It just felt like a real. Uh, breath of fresh air the the cage match the way he's just destroying people I feel like he's working harder to get ECW over than some of the people in ECW some of the people in ECW are being a little bit too cool for school at this point I'm not saying they're not putting their bodies on the lines I'm not saying anything you know controversial or I just feel like he turned up there and I don't know what his real views of the company are, but he is doing everything. So when Tommy Dreamer kicks the shit out of him at Hardcore Heaven, it means everything. 
Yeah, I mean the heat he's got, the 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 old school heel heat he's got. Um, you know that everyone else is kind of cool heels. I mean, even Shane Douglas, who who's done a really good job being the heel. Um, you know, we just saw him in, with his home yeah. home crowd, and it's it's really easy to get home crowd cheap heat if that's what you want to do. Um, you can stay a heel. Um, but they ended up for some weird way uh, in a match that they then televised, turning your your grandfather babyface champion our way. You know, we did this together, guy. Yeah, heel for a night to the point where he cut a promo on Philadelphia on uh, yeah. on uh, Pittsburgh. So you know his ability to to get heat and get nuclear heat whilst being the heel, not trying to be cool, not trying to get himself over as the cool heel that everyone cheers, you know, blah, blah, blah. Very anti-NWO-ish model. Um, uh, yeah, I can, I, I completely buy it's that. It's just he pushes all the right buttons. Even saying things like, Paulie, if you want a job, I'll put a word in for you. He's just pushing all the right buttons to get people just rattled and yeah I just felt like I know he'll never be on it again but I just I, you know and when we probably review this next time I'll probably even forget why I put him on there but I just um, I, I doubt I it. doubt yeah. it. I, I really doubt I, I think that that feud has been a yeah, revelation it was, it was just so needed and, and just a revelation as to how Heyman couldn't keep up as well. You know, the the, 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 yeah. the debates and the shoots. And you want to shoot? I'll shoot. You want to shoot? I'll shoot. Your son's Brian Christopher. Um, you know, just got blown out of the water every single time. Absolutely destroyed. And that is the end of the Mount Rushmore. Quick recap on my list. I have got Taz, Jerry Lawler. Rob Van Dam slash Sabu and Bill Alfonso and Chris Candido, while Jay has Taz, Shane Douglas and Francine, Rob Van Dam slash Sabu and Bill Alfonso and the Eliminators. You have a big Mount Rushmore. I do. I have eight people for four spaces, but that's allowed in the rules. Go back in the archive and check. We set those rules out very early on. Have, I haven't changed it just because of what's happening. We have got a four place. But do you have? Uh, predictions for next time. I predict Jerry Lorna won't be on it. Um, we'll write it down. I think. I think. Uh, I think three out of my four might be exactly the same. Oh. What about yourself? Making notes. The good ones making note for. Uh, obviously, I think Taz will still remain on there. Um, oh, I want to make a massive one and say Justin Incredible could sneak in, but I don't know if he's strong enough from the debut. I'm just excited to see him. I'm just excited. He's in before the end of the year. He's in very, very yeah. soon. I know he's in the, the December matches because he's in the, the, the thumbnails, yeah, but I don't know when he comes in. And I don't know how how deep into the 25 we'd be at that. Away. And um, I don't know when our snow becomes our snow. When it starts to get to the head world. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to watch him at the next pay-per-view to see him kind of shed, start shedding that Leaf Cassidy. Yeah, I want to make stuff. a bold claim that Dudley Boys will be back on the list. That's a nice, straightforward one. <laughs> bold claim. <laughs> I'm going to pick out this new team called the Dudleys, which I've spotted and think there's something about them. And I'm going right. uh, to... I mean, yeah, they might go and do something. This is it. I'm calling the new boys to do something irrelevant. Or um, the Gangstonators. Are you ready for the Gangstonators? Uh, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not sure when they appear, but the Gangstonators are coming. 
So um, that'd be exciting. Anything else you'd like to discuss this week? Or, or otherwise? Uh, no, I'm really looking forward to the pay-per-view. Um, it's, uh, it's should we run down time. the card? Shall we now, tease people now, with what's coming up? Now, now. I felt like one of those So, we have, in no particular order, we have Al yeah, Snow versus Rob Van Dam. We have uh, the Dudley boys who may be against the gangsters. And if they're not against the gangsters, they're against PG-13. Uh, we have Bam Bam Bigelow against uh, an unnamed opponent. Dad. No. <laughs> um, we have um, uh, Taz defending his world television champion against no good Chris Candido. Yeah. We have Tommy Dreamer finally getting his hands on That's Jerry the King Lawler. And we have uh, your champion, Sabu, uh, defending his newly won ECW World Heavyweight Championship one week after the hellacious barbed wire match against Terry Funk and Shane Douglas. It's going to be wild. I mean, I, I cannot wait for this. Um, we're going to be posting about it all week. And pressure you into watching it. So watch it, enjoy it, comment, get involved, relive the revolution because we are extreme rewinds and this is happening. And who would have been on your who would have been on your Mount Rushmore? Who which four to twelve people would you have had on your Mount Rushmore? Good question. This period? Find out. And do you know where they'll find out? At at underscore it's on, social media. on Instagram, on Twitter. We post daily. There is so much ECW content. It's crazy. And if you're posting ECW content, don't be surprised if we like it and pop up because we're searching for ECW daily because we love ECW. It's that simple. If you're just sitting there thinking, I want to start a conversation, yeah. throw something about ECW on your Instagram, your Twitter, put the hashtag ECW in there. We will find you. Next thing you know, you've got a like from us and probably a comment. Because we just want to talk about it 24-7. But if you want to talk about modern stuff as well, we can do that. Um, so, you know, reach out. Do you want to talk about whether Sting is AEW bound? Um, do you want to talk about uh, the uh, the Virtuosa turning up in Impact Wrestling and who else could be turning up from the, the WWE releases? Uh, you know, we're happy to chat whatever people want to chat as long this as it's true. wrestling. Oh, it's exciting. So thank you very much. See you next week for Hardcore Heaven 1997. Get the watching and get effing ready. See you later.